Smarties, today we are discussing how inferencing supports reading comprehension. We go into detail about inferences, why it's important, and how to guide readers to thinking, understanding, and using inferencing to support reading comprehension. If you or a learner in your life is struggling with reading comprehension, we'd be excited to chat with you. Go ahead and sign up for a phone call on our website. Steph's website is myedtherapist.com and my website is capedtherapy.com. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 291 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're going to talk about inferencing. <laughs> we're going to talk about inferencing. Steph, I feel like it's been a really long time since we did a reading series episode. I think you're right. I think it's been a really long time. We'll go ahead and link the other episodes that we've done in the reading series in the show notes this episode in case you want to go back and look at how far back it's been since we've done reading episodes. This podcast ebbs and flows, so we're not like always equal. We go where we are feeling it in that moment. Yeah. Or what's coming up in our practices or with our clients or private conversations. Yeah. Or things that we haven't covered before. Yep. So here we go. Inferencing. Okay. This is a really important topic. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to discuss why it's important. First, let's talk about what it is. An inference is the details in the text and prior knowledge put together. So you're basically making an educated guess Mm -hmm. or a conclusion based on clues, right? So let's talk about an example, a very easy example of an inference. Mm -hmm. I am going somewhere and I am going to bring sunscreen, a towel, and a chair. Where am I going? The beach. The beach. Okay. Did I say I'm going to the beach? No, but you gave me all the clues and my prior knowledge of going to the beach would help me paint that picture. Yeah. Of like, where else would I be bringing those three things? Those three things, right? And you know from prior experience that you take those things to the beach. So that's your prior knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then you make that inference and then you paint that picture when you're reading. Okay, so why is it important? First and foremost reading comprehension. Because a lot of texts don't flat out say, I'm going to the beach and I'm going to bring my sunscreen and my chair and my towel. They don't say I'm going to the beach. So that's where it loses a lot of learners when they are not making those inferences and making those connections and thinking about what might actually be going on in the text that isn't explicitly written. The other thing that's important is understanding the vocabulary within a story. Okay, so we've got reading comprehension. We've got the understanding the vocabulary within a story. So there is oftentimes unique vocabulary to a situation or story. And a lot of learners don't know the vocabulary. They either don't look it up or make an inference about what it could be talking about. So the other thing is a lot of writing prompts use inferences. Because once again, we've talked about this in 
how to turn a writing prompt into a question because they don't actually tell you the answer. So this is where it comes into play about knowing and understanding what's going on in the story and reading comprehension so that you can figure out how to answer the question. So here are some examples of some questions that you can ask in order to work on inferences. One can deduce, draw the conclusion, dot, dot, dot. Infer, dot, dot, dot. The writer implies, and so on. Those are the types of questions that are also on standardized tests Mm -hmm. that they're looking at inferencing. But when you're reading a story or a chapter book for the late elementary or middle school students, helping them with that and asking those questions as they're reading, as they get more complex stories, or even as they get into high school, it's more talking about tone and all of the different literary devices, etc. But really understanding the story, I'm still having older students who don't understand what's going on in stories. Yeah. So here are a few quick examples of ways that you can teach it. Number one, looking at the book cover. And you'd be surprised at how many kids don't actually look at the cover. This is also why kids like graphic novels, because they can make inferences from the pictures of what's going on in the story. And I am pro if a kid is older than you think should be reading graphic novels. I'm absolutely pro. Let them read the graphic novel. I couldn't agree more. So then asking questions about the cover, about the summary on the back, etc. Looking for clues. You can look for clues within the chapter, the page, what a character looks like without them actually saying. Then it's going back to your prior knowledge. What do you already know about the subject? That's important. Like with the beach example, you've been to the beach or know about people going to the beach. And so you know what to look out for and what you might need. So asking those questions about the subject that the student already knows. Using a graphic organizers is always important. And then looking at key questions. There's a lot of times where you can look up key questions online. And I am also a fan of doing that because I think it adds an extra layer of helping them understand what they're reading. So for looking at older kids that are now writing essays about things that they're reading, the text evidence is how do you know? And the details are what can you find? I like that. Context clues, what do you think blank means? And an inference is a type of context clue, just so you know. So that's just a few things to clarify about inferencing, why it's important, how you can teach it and work on it, you know, especially if you're in the classroom or if you're a parent that's helping your child outside of school with what they're reading. These are some important things to think about to help with reading comprehension. Some of the things that you have shared today in this episode stuff. So I like a framework. I like a model that I can sort of visualize, right? So one of the big models that I can visualize that I will bring up time and time again is that shoelace model of reading. So one shoelace is the decoding piece and one shoelace is the reading comprehension piece and you can kind of tie them together. And that's how you get a strong reader when they have both components. Mm -hmm. What I liked is that you took, for me, that shoelace of reading comprehension, you kind of 
put it into strands and you made this strand about inferences. And what I really like is the inference strand of that shoelace is the details in the text plus the prior knowledge as being significant and important. And so as you were sort of explaining that, that was the visual component that I was picturing in my mind's eye that I thought maybe could be helpful to our audience. I like it. With that, Smarties, short and sweet today. Have a great week. Yes. Have a great week.